0: Welcome to episode 15 of Crossroads of Destiny, and Avatar The Last Airbender Universe podcast. Right now, we are talking about every episode of Nickelodeon's Avatar The Last Airbender, one at a time. I am Chad Hopkins, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew and Melanie Grant. How are you guys doing tonight? What up?
1: Pretty doing good. good. Yeah. We're Excellent.
0: Awesome. Well, we're going to just hop into things today because we don't need to talk about how long it's been since we last recorded since that was about an hour ago. Yep. <laughs> so, good news for you guys, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> okay oh my god <laughs> so we are talking about book one chapter 16 which is titled the deserter it was directed by lauren Mcmullen and was written by tim hedrick and it aired on october 21st of 2005 and was animated by jm animation ang katara and sokka make yet another quick stop on their slow journey to the northern water tribe this time to see the fire festival with Aang hoping to see some master firebenders up close since he will one day have to master it. They're discovered, big surprise there, but are helped by a mysterious stranger who takes him to his master, former Fire Nation soldier, Zhang Zhang. Could Aang have possibly found a firebending tutor? So, I mentioned at the end of our last episode when we were talking about looking forward, that this had some major story implications. It's... Progress in some respects towards the mission. So, what did you think about that? Just like broad strokes, Melanie.
1: I I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Check on the list. (laughs) It was
2: a beefy episode. That was there was was. a lot of stuff that happened that was either either progressive or character building. Like there was a lot of yeah really thoughtful kind
0: of stuff in this. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Starting off, they're going to the Fire Days Festival under the guise of studying firebending masters. That's, that's Aang's excuse. I don't know if there's a whole lot of legitimacy in that because it's not like they actually get a super close look at a bunch of firebending masters, and Aang goes in there with such a poor disguise. He's like, here, let me just lift my shirt over my head and kind of cover my arrow.
2: Some would say that they actually already get exposure to firebending masters more than most. Yeah. By them attacking them.
1: That's yeah, true. <laughs> true.
2: I think what he was mainly getting at was
0: we'll be able to, like, not be dodging Mm -hmm. this fire show. You (laughs) saying it that way made me just, like, come up with a spur-of-the-moment question. What constitutes a master? Like, would you actually call Zuko or even Zhao a master? Based on what we learned on this episode about Zhao?
1: Not Zhao. He didn't finish his training. He got impatient.
2: Yeah, I mean that's true. I mean he yeah. he wouldn't be considered a master because he was still being taught by a master.
1: And right? Zuko is currently still being taught by Uncle Iroh, I feel right.
0: Like. Yeah, I mean I, I wasn't trying to say like Andrew, you're wrong. It was no. just something that occurred to me. Like what what does a master mean? Like
2: I'm trying to think if it's something like like rabbi essentially, like yeah. one who is a teacher, not necessarily one who has done a, a certain level, but one who is now a teacher of the arts of fire of bending in general
0: yeah i think that's fair like there's not something so tangible as with airbenders like i mean this isn't something that's been told in the show it's not a super spoiler you don't get your airbending tattoos until you're a master airbender mm. and so it was like a big deal for ang to have his so young and part of that was because he was an avatar mm-hmm. it, it was just a thought that randomly occurred to me like have we met any masters i mean we could assume that iro is iro's been teaching zuko this whole right. time and some of the concepts that Iro was teaching Zuko in the early few episodes about fire coming from the breath and about using your breathing to, uh, to, fuel, yeah, to fuel your firebending. That's the same thing that Zhang Zhang says in this episode to Aang. So anyways, I'm, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that, you, you saying that just made me think, hmm, Yeah, what, Have we
2: come across a, yeah. a firebending yeah. master?
0: Yeah, I don't know. So on our way into the, the festival, there's the wanted posters and there's a wanted poster of Aang There's a wanted poster of the blue spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there is a poster that we zoom in on. And I don't think I realized until this episode, like, why are we zooming into this random dude? It's Zhang Zhang, he's Zhang but Zhang, yeah. he's unrecognizable except for the scar across his eye. His, his hair is shorter. Yeah. His, his hair's what's well, groomed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't know that in the moment and you really wouldn't know that until reflecting back on it, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's the poster of Zhang Zhang. And I mean, that kind of makes sense. It's kind of on the nose since the episodes about finding him anyways, but still they go into the fire festival, they get their masks and they, give themselves away or Aang gives themselves away pretty quickly Mm -hmm. follows a random person says, Hey, follow me. I can get you out. Come with me. If you want to live and (laughs) come with me, if you want to not die, (laughs) he helps him escape. And then he tells him about his enlightened crazy, but not crazy firebending master who used to be a general or maybe an admiral in the fire Navy. And he's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's a myth and like really talking up this guy he's the deserter of the title and he's the first firebender to leave the fire nation army and live that's what he tells us mm. ang is understandably excited because i mean how many chances is he going to have to find a firebender who's not loyal to the fire lord who can be his firebending teacher that's i mean that's not something we've put a lot of thought into at this point because he's still trying to learn waterbending right i have that in the back of my head all the time you have to think from this episode, who is going to teach him firebending? Exactly.
1: That's what I thought from the moment they got this assignment.
0: The firebenders are the bad guys.
1: <laughs> They're not going to give him information. And we already know
2: what happens to some degree when you go against the wishes of the Fire Nation. Yeah. Even as a member of the Fire Nation. Right. Yeah. We've I mean, seen we that with Zuko. See, yeah. We see it with Zuko. He was their prince, and we see it with Zuko. Yeah, that's a so good point. Y- you have to think that not anyone is just going to willy nilly just leave the Fire Nation just because there's, it's going to be a, a hard fought battle to find someone who fits this profile.
0: Yeah. The people of the Fire Nation want to capture and torture the Avatar so that he's, he doesn't die, but he, he, he's not going to be able to do anything else. Lovely folk. Yeah. <laughs> but Zhang Zhang is really not into the idea of teaching ink. No. Nope. He says you're not ready. Even before he lays eyes on him, he says you're not ready. You haven't mastered water bending. You haven't mastered earth bending. So how does he know when you walked into
2: camp he could tell? Yeah, <laughs> he like, can what? tell. <laughs>
0: I guess it makes sense. We, we already knew that the cycle of the Avatar is in a specific order, and the, the structure of the books or the, the seasons of the show are structured in that order of water, earth, and fire. So, apparently, Zhang Zhang really subscribes to that, but he is convinced pretty quickly by a vision from Avatar Roku, who says, I've mastered firebending a thousand times across a thousand lifetimes, and I must do it once more.
2: And you're going to teach me. And you, <laughs>
0: yeah, and you're going to teach me. That's very Hercules. Yeah. Like Phil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anything to say about Zhang Zhang's initial reaction? He's right. He's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: whenever... Ang was just like, just teach me. Go ahead. I'm here. This is the moment. I. This is the opportunity I have.
0: Yeah. Who knows if I'll see you again.
1: Right. I, mm-hmm. And the guy was, uh, Zhang Zhang, was like, no, you have this and this and this to do first. It's almost like you have to walk before you can run situation. But at, at first I was like, well, what is the harm of teaching him? Like, just teach him. That's stupid. He, he obviously is here with you now just use the opportunity but then when he used the example of water being the calming and the soothing and the earth being the stable, mm-hmm. then fire you i mean you can't have fire has no boundaries
0: right a rock doesn't throw itself There's but rock. fire will burn everything in its yeah
1: heart. i mean after he explained it like that i was like oh i guess yeah you kind of have to be centered with yourself before you're able to handle something
0: like that Mm -hmm. As as a firebending master, he fears fire.
2: Which is something that a lot of the Fire Nation does not. They think they have absolute control over fire. Mm -hmm. And we see this deserter who is immediately meant to be going against the ways of the Fire Nation. So you have to assume that his theory is not in line with the rest of the Fire Nation, that he is kind of an outlier in this situation, mm-hmm. that he's the one that fears fire. And then he obviously has learned from past students mm-hmm. that fire will destroy everything if one does not have the will to control it. Like mm-hmm. he you must master discipline in order to master the disciplines. Like there there are there are things that need to happen
0: before you're ready to actually Play with fire Maybe because it will thing. destroy. Maybe that's the thing that sets apart a master is the discipline of it when to not use fire to achieve your your desires. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that from Uncle Iroh. I don't think we've seen Uncle Iroh truly firebend a single time.
1: No, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting. The, I'm the waiting. one, thing, the one thing we've
0: seen is we saw him use steam from his nose to heat his handcuffs and burn the, the earthbenders who captured him. And he also did the, a similar move to heat his, uh, his hot spring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the same episode. So, yeah, that, that one episode, we've seen him kind of do mm-hmm. firebending-ish I mean, related yeah, things. Yeah, a
2: lot of things. Uh, Everything I think, else is defensive. We've seen him, yeah, he w- nullifies some battles.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in this episode, when Zhao, who we'll talk about in just a second, comes face-to-face with Zhang Zhang, he says, my old master... Spoiler alert. (laughs) I called Uh, it. Yeah, you did call it. Yeah. He says, my old master gave up fighting long ago. And yet Zhang Zhang is this great firebending master. And he's not going to be firebending against these people. He no longer considers himself an offensive player. Right. And so maybe that's what sets apart masters is knowing when not to use fire rather than just throwing fire at everything.
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Which would
2: make Zhao definitely not a master.
1: (laughs) (laughs) More evidence to not master.
0: (laughs) So that was the big spoiler. Zhang Zhang was Zhao's master. He talks, again, sort of like Hercules in a certain respect, although it's not the same. Phil in Hercules talks about having a previous student who was like the best of the best, and then he, he revealed his one weakness, and it destroyed him. And that's sort of the case here where Zhao just—he he grew bored. He, he wasn't willing to show the discipline that Zhang Zhang was trying to teach— because of that, he he went off and did his own thing and now has become what we've seen Zhao to be, which is power-hungry and blaming of others rather than accepting self-responsibility mm-hmm. and just being reckless in all regards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and
2: then, again, I think Zhang Zhang is just here to just drop some knowledge about the fire nation Mm -hmm. like every single line he has is just like very poetic very like deep thought kind of thing Mm -hmm. and even when he's standing on the riverbank he's he's like firebending masters sit on a razor's edge between humanity and savagery Mm -hmm. and i think it's that control of power where it either consumes you or you have to be disciplined enough to control it. Right. And we see both sides of that coin in master and student when they meet at the end there.
0: Because of his vision of Roku, Zhang Zhang does agree to teach Aang, but it's a very Mr. Miyagi-like approach where he, he's giving him tasks to do. He's, he's saying, okay, use this stance, breathe like this, stand here. No, stand wider. Okay, now, finally, okay, we're going to have something resembling fire. Hold this leaf and don't let the the embers reach the edge of the leaf. And it's, it's so antithetical to what Aang's idea of firebending actually is. And you could see easily how somebody like Zhao would have gotten so bored so fast because we see Aang get so bored so fast. I and, to shoot
1: fire for my fingertips. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a great quote. Yes. but. We see Zhao has left Aang alone with this leaf and has told him to concentrate. Don't let the fire reach the edges of the leaf. And like, or I could just make fire. And so he does. (laughs) And he tries to imitate the juggler that they saw at the festival the night before. And in a moment of what's on his face at first, pure joy, when he's like arms outspread and he's got the ring of fire around him he's got this look of joy on his face like look at me i'm, I'm firebending guys like isn't this awesome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. katara's nearby and her hands are severely burned and ang resolves i'm never gonna firebend again do you think i mean logically we have to say of course Eng's going to firebend. Right. He, he's the avatar. He has to firebend. He has to learn everything to be the fully-fledged avatar to stop Fire Lord Ozai and end the war. But I don't know. I'm trying to do think. Do you buy it? Is that do what you Do you buy saying? it? Yeah. Like, no. we, we know logically he has to, but right. we also know logically that Eng has the avatar state where mm-hmm. he could firebend uninhibited and is not necessarily him doing it. So do you think that there is a possibility that Aang just doesn't properly learn how to firebend and instead relies on the Avatar state. If that were the case, then he would not be going on this quest to begin with. Okay. No. So what do you think it's going to take for him to overcome this deep hurt he felt and this d- deep shame for injuring his close friend Her with Her forgiveness. Fire? So you think just like by the end of the episode when he, she's like, oh, look what I can do. I'm healed. You mm-hmm. think that, that's, that's it?
1: hmm
0: Okay. What do you think, Andrew? He's
1: got those feels.
2: I think it's not just about getting forgiveness as much as forgiving himself. Like it's one thing for others to forgive you, but if you're the one carrying the burden of your actions and you're taking true responsibility for them, there there's another person who needs to get offer that forgiveness and it's
0: yourself. Do you think by the end of the episode he forgives himself? Absolutely not. What do you think it's going to take? what do you think it's going to take for him to forgive himself? Do you think it's going to be like maybe learning that discipline through the other elements that will eventually get him to that place or. So
1: him realizing that he's going to have to put firebending on hold.
0: On the back burner. On the back
1: burner. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. It's too late for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That he has to, he has to be okay with doing the, the not so flashy things first. Okay, like water bending and air. Er, well,
2: yeah, he needs to, bending. He needs to learn first. He'll need to learn that element of control. He needs to know bound, have, you know, set those boundaries and be comfortable within what he can and cannot do, even as the Avatar. Mm-hmm. Because thus far, you know, he sees like he he felt the same way with water because he saw. Qatar do a couple things and he immediately did them better than her mm-hmm. and then you know took the water scroll and immediately learned some new moves like everything has been he's just been able to pick it up no problem but it's because these other features don't necessarily aren't inherently aggressive destructive and destructive that he's been able to just do them without really injuring anyone so far mm-hmm. and so until he learns that He's an airbending master, which is all about evasiveness and defensiveness and protecting others and things of that nature. So he's not going to be able to learn or not going to fully understand the capabilities of firebending because it is the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Not the exact opposite, obviously, but is a very different fighting style. And so, until he realizes how how these other elements actually work and how he can control them, I don't think he'll get to a point of forgiving himself until he knows he's he's capable of not doing it again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a, a key point that he has to be as sure of himself that he's not going to push those limits or let his fantasy of what fire fire bending should look like or bending of any kind look like if it means injuring those around him. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think he'll allow himself to be forgiven until he reaches that point.
0: Okay. We see a moment from Sokka that I just want to mention. We don't need to really linger on it, but after Ang burns Katara, he approaches her And is like, I'm sorry, can I help you? But Sokka jumps in and like pins him down. Pins him to the ground. He says, You burned my sister. Big brother moment. And after what we talked about in the last episode and about how Sokka was like, No, being a man is knowing where you're needed most. I gotta be with Aang. I gotta help him get Mm -hmm. to where he needs to go. After all that, he still says, My sister's the most important thing, and you just hurt her. You need to step back. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciated that protectiveness from him. Nice big brother moment. Yeah, absolutely. But then Katara runs off. She's crying. She's really upset. She sticks her hands in the water to find some relief from the burns, as we've all done when we've burned ourselves. Put something cold on; it, it's going to feel better. Her hands start to glow, and voila, no burns—they're gone. <laughs> and Zhang Zhang comes up and enlightens us. This wasn't some fluke. It seems that Katara has some sort of healing powers, and we learned that that is an advanced rare waterbending ability mm-hmm.
2: really cool and he says ability not technique like it's mm-hmm. not something that's or at least we we can kind of take that it's not necessarily a learnable thing right that very few people have the ability to do that in the first place
0: right i think that's really cool especially since katara has been by herself these last couple of years and hasn't had a proper or hasn't had a waterbending master to teach her and so this was just a, a talent that she came across through this this unfortunate incident. Mm-hmm. And Zhang Zhang witnesses and says, he, he laments that he doesn't have the powers that she has. He says, I'm cursed. I wish I had the blessing that you have to heal. I'm cursed by this, this destructive property mm-hmm. of myself. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we, we see Katara heal herself in that moment, and then she heals Aang at the end of the episode. But between those two things, we get the showdown between Aang and... Zhao, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we also get to see a really cool moment from Zhang Zhang of conjuring a huge wall of fire that was uh, really across cool. the river yeah. and diverting Zhao into the him. Bank, yeah, uh, so that was really cool. But showdown between Zhao and Ang. What do we got to say?
1: He goaded him the whole time. Yeah,
0: that was that was some big brain he, moment there.
1: He just fell into this little boy's trap, and he just he used kind of the the teachings that zhang zhang told him about of like needing to have patience and self-control self-control and really understanding what you're doing rather than just going and based on full emotions and totally use that to his advantage and admiral zhao burned down all of his ships like the idiot that he is
0: i love the taunting There were so many great one-liners. Yeah, I mean,
1: Uh, that one taunt that
0: he really got pissed off with. I don't know why. I thought you'd be better Better than than Zuko. Zuko.
1: We all were like, oh. Or (laughs)
0: or they'll make anyone an admiral these days.
1: days, (laughs) And he just totally fell for it.
0: Yeah, hook, line, and sinker.
1: sinker. (gasps) Get out of my brain. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Where he was just... This little boy totally like took over the whole battle, like, and he didn't do anything. No. and that's what he said at the oh, end. that was
0: so good. I, 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 I don't know if I'm going to get the quote exactly right, but Ang says something. The to, battle's to, over. The battle's over, and Joss says, "But you haven't thrown a single blow." blow. And Aang says, "Yes, but well, look around you. You've you thrown have, several.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: was and." Like, Bruh. Then Zhao realizes his destruction, realizes his lack of self-control, which is the exact thing that Aang told him Right. Well, Aang tells him in this moment. Zhang Zhang said, you had no self-control, yeah. and leaves Zhao to literally explode on yes. the ship. I was, just like, oh, yeah.
2: I was like, and even faced with his failure of self-control, does he then start his self-control? No. no. He blows up.
0: Right. He
1: like, literally loses it.
0: Yeah, I believe you, the phrase you used while watching was Super Saiyan. Yeah, he <laughs> he, he,
1: Crossover. But
0: then there, there's one lingering shot of Zhao at the end of the episode where he's standing, he's got the flames in the background. He's considerably less proud this time than he was earlier in the episode when we saw him with flames, mm-hmm. flames in the background. And he like, has this look in his eyes. It's a real close-up of his face and he, he lowers his eyes. Do you think that Zhao learned from this. I do.
1: Yeah. I think he learned not to let a little boy taunt him.
0: Okay. And, like, the
1: repercussions of that.
0: Well, the bummer is Aang taught the lesson. Like, he didn't just let Zhao do it and leave him. He was like, yeah, Zhang Zhang said you have no (laughs) self-control. So is Zhao going to have more self-control in the future?
1: He might be more aware of it. I don't think he's going to master being self-controlled and... Just a short period of time. I
2: think it's more of an interpretation of what power is. Mm -hmm. Because Zhao thinks he is very powerful. And in most regards, that's true.
0: Yeah, he he says to Aang at the beginning of the confrontation, he says, I'll show you things that Zhang Zhang never would. Right. Like, you'll never see, I'll, I'll show you real firebending. And
2: Zhang Zhang, before he leaves, tells Zhao that he's never met anyone with as much raw power as Aang. Even though they haven't really done anything.
0: I'm curious. Do you think he was being serious in saying that? Or do you think he was blowing smoke?
2: I do because of, of, of this. Because okay. at the very end, when he like feels defeated by a 12-year-old, mm-hmm. when he went in the battle all cocky because he thought he could overpower Aang, mm-hmm. he realizes the power isn't in how destructive he can be. Okay, yeah. And Aang has already mastered not being destructive, which is, again, the big point that Zhang Zhang tries to make. Right. Is, it's about control. It's about, you know, not necessarily always being on the offensive. It's not necessarily always being, you know, able to do the most damage mm-hmm. because that's when you are consumed, and that's when you become you 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 fall off the the edge there and you become that savage, with no self control.
0: Yeah, I I really like that. It, it's kind of like a a cheesy motivational thing. Like the power doesn't come from without; it comes from within. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. I mean, yeah that that this show thrives on on well, the yeah. sentiments of the, yeah. of that nature. But yeah, absolutely. And I I th- I think Zhang Zhang was not there. There was no bluff there. Maybe a little bit of like he can take you down, like. They were kind of talking about, like, straight-up man-on-man combat. Uh-huh. Yes, Zhao would probably win. Right. But that's not necessarily what a battle is. That's not right. necessarily... I mean, they did go one-on-one, but Aang didn't even have to do anything because Zhao was going so crazy trying to prove how powerful he was mm-hmm. They he ended up destroying himself instead of Aang. This was our first time seeing Zhao and Aang actually fight each other, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In terms of, like fighting, fighting, yes. This is our first time to see Zhao actually throw hands with Ink.
0: Mm-hmm. And so again, he had no idea what to expect because yet again, nobody's fought he's airbenders not, before. Yeah, he's not
2: old enough to have been around right. when they took out the air temples.
0: Yeah. So is there anything else to say about this episode? I don't love Katara at the end saying, I think I've always known
1: that she, was,
0: that, that she had these healing abilities. It's kind of a silly thing to say, but at least yeah. to some silly things from Sokka, at least like well, thanks for all the first aid over yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we get the story about the two fish yeah, hooks like- where he dug, <laughs> he, he got two fish hooks stuck in his thumb because he tried to dig out the first one with the second one. <laughs> I mean, Such that's neither here nor there. Right.
2: So I think the only thing of merit that comes from that is Katara knowing that even though she hasn't been with real waterbending masters and things like that, hasn't really been guided into like how to be a waterbender. hmm she already knew that there was something besides water bending that she was capable of. Okay, and and that's what I took from it. That's what I. I mean, because because otherwise it does kind of sound strange. Right, like, like, nah, dude, that's what so I think you have always known. Like, who cares? Yeah. What? <laughs> no, but I think I think deep down that it's more of a despite her lack of knowledge she still has this feeling of there's something different than just normal water bending, or
0: maybe like over the years, like she's come across self injuries and they've miraculously healed without her really knowing it. Mm. And it's like, Oh, well that was weird. I had a cut there yesterday. Oh yeah. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like both possibilities, but um, the only other thing I think I have to say is I don't think Aang has yet Realized how dangerous the Fire Nation is. No. He just strolls into this festival, right. Fire Nation garb all over the place. Firebenders, Fire Nation soldiers everywhere, and he's wearing his airbending gear, mm-hmm. and he just covers up his arrow a little bit. Yeah, and then barely, and then he wants to jump on the stage to volunteer in front of everybody.
2: No, literally. So I, I was making notes, and when he goes to quote unquote protect. Katara from yeah from the I was just like Aang, no <laughs> like, it's obvious it's like so obvious like part of the show <laughs> and then he's yeah. he's like oh let me just make this giant tornado to to make sure that the dragon doesn't hurt
0: Katara and you yeah. like come on Aang, come on yeah so I don't know what it's going to take mm-hmm. for him to finally realize how dangerous they are I, I just don't know like you'd think by now I mean we've seen the genocide of his people. <laughs> Really we early would have on. thought that would have been the wake up call. Yeah, you would think, like, maybe your, these your, aren't the
2: people to mess with.
0: Your your dead mentor mm-hmm. just chilling in oh, the, no. the abandoned air temple. I forgot about that. One. Yeah, yeah. Or or learning that Katara and Sokka's mother was killed by Fire Nation soldiers. Or, I mean, we've seen fifteen episodes worth of Fire Nation uh, damage yeah. and destruction at this point, and he's yet, still Aang, not getting it. I think he's still hanging on to the fact that he had Fire Nation friends as a kid, and he can't accept that all Firebenders are bad yeah
2: he's gonna have to get over it that there's such a dichotomy between
0: the fire nation and literally the rest of the world well i mean i guess that's one more thing we can talk about just real quick not all fire nation members can be bad like Hmm. logically speaking we know that's not true and we see at this festival these young kids watching a puppet show of the fire lord like doing awesome cool things with fire and it's like oh man the fire lord's so awesome Mm -hmm. and so i mean these kids are being taught from an early age how great the fire nation is but i mean it's a weird not necessarily weird comparison but like the nazis were
1: indoctrinating they they, they were indoctrinated
0: like the people who fought in hitler's army weren't necessarily bad people they were in the do you know what I mean? Like
2: Yeah, no. I just okay no I was just like even even knowing your point, I was just like this is getting really uncomfortable. Yeah but I understand I, 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 I phrased it's like, it wrong, but no, it, it's it's teaching any like that's that's the point of this kind of dictatorship. And is is you see it across the board, is that the leader has to be this like almighty. This leader has to be like infallible in some way because he's the answer end all and be all to all of their problems Mm -hmm. and so the more you build him up the more you build the nation up the more everyone is on the same page Mm -hmm. and so that is the point of this indoctrination is the fire lord is awesome and he's our protector i mean you see it in real life you see it actively in like
0: North Korea like
2: that's that's the thing to do
0: yeah our leader knows the right thing to do and so we should follow what he says
2: exactly so I mean you know yes to to a point you can make people do bad things in the larger picture Mm -hmm. and no, their motivations aren't necessarily
0: to do evil
2: to do evil it's what they've been taught and that's that's the point that's the, right. the the whole reason to to teach them at a young age that this is this is what's okay and this is what's right and in that little pocket of the world it is because they don't
1: know any
0: different because right. they don't get the big picture and so i do admire ang's optimism i guess that he's not just going to be like murdered every time he goes yeah. into a fire nation town right yeah. right but still he has to learn at some point that he needs to to be a little bit more careful
2: because even in the best-case scenario, he's not going to be welcomed. Yeah. They're, they're actively looking for him. Right. And their loyalty would obviously be toward the Fire Nation. So even if they just turned him over, they're going to do that as opposed to help him.
0: Mm-hmm. So looking forward, the next episode is titled The Northern Air Temple. The Northern Air Temple. So in episode three, we went to the Southern Air Temple. Now we're going to the Northern Air we Temple. We found a lot of dead people. Yes. Well, we know clearly that Aang was from the Southern Air Temple. What do you think we might find at the Northern Air Temple? This wasn't Aang's home. They Mm-mm. were his people, but they weren't his home.
1: So is he related you, is he related to them in any way besides them being
0: airbenders? I, I, mean, I mean, we haven't heard anything about them. We just know that he resided in the Southern Air Temple.
2: In terms of... Airbenders, none of them are related, and all of them are related. They're they're nomads, and they're not meant to have a sense of family. a family structure.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know. Maybe some of them still being alive. Okay. Some of them still being there.
0: Some airbenders escaped the genocide. Mm-hmm.
1: Or it could be, like, the ones that did survive, how they're, I guess, the, how they're kind of putting themselves back together and... Times now, like it's different. Maybe it's a collaboration of everybody that was an airbender, not southern and northern.
0: So you think some southern, like you think this is just like a a, a place where all the airbenders who escaped. This is Helms Deep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: This is their safe haven, safe haven okay. sanctuary. One more question. I'm sorry, I have a lot of questions tonight. Do uh, it. Where do air? <laughs> I was about to say, where do airbenders come from? And when a mommy airbender, yeah, and daddy I knew that's airbender. where it was going, and that's why I stopped myself. <laughs> what did you say?
2: When a mommy airbender and a daddy airbender. No, so okay,
0: so we can assume because there's the earth nation and there's the firebending nation, and I mean, like there's there's all these separate nations that firebenders give birth to firebenders, mm-hmm. and earthbenders give birth to earthbenders, and waterbenders give birth to water. Like w- we can see the chain, yeah, but we know that Ang didn't have parents. Well, he had parents, but he didn't know them. He, they didn't have any sort of structure like that in his mm-hmm. life. So do you think all the parents were just like communal parents? Like they were, they were the monks. They were the mentors of just like the airbending. And then the, the kids were just raised by community. Or do you think that. That's a very, in that's a very other,
2: free love kind of
0: well, way to go about it. Well, or in other nations does like is there like a 1% chance that two earthbenders might have an, an airbending child and they send him off to airbending camp? Like, And he, he becomes <laughs> and an airbender. And never come
1: home? Oh, my God.
0: Maybe. <laughs> like,
1: spread out of the ground like daisies. I mean, this is maybe like a, a too deep question for... Some people for... think there are no dwarf women. who Just pop out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's a second Lord of the Rings reference <laughs> in one evening.
0: In like one minute. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, isn't that an interesting thought? Like, where, where do they come from? Is it, is it a possibility that, like, it's just a, it's a rare chance that earthbenders or waterbenders might have an airbending child? And, was there an adult woman in the Southern Air Temple episode? That's what I was
1: trying to think of. I no. don't remember seeing well, we, any females. We,
0: we didn't see a whole lot. Uh, in the two episodes, we've seen flashbacks to the live and thriving mm-hmm. Southern Air Temple. We've seen the monks, we've seen the kids, that's and, it. And you're
2: saying that there's obviously more to that community than just the monks and the children.
0: There has to be. Fair enough. Like, I don't know. I just don't know where, where are the airbending parents that are having airbending kids.
2: No, so I, w- I would have to agree that the, the most logical explanation is obviously there are, it's like a normal town, but those who are born with... Airbending skills are sent over to be trained by the monks Mm -hmm. and therefore live in a way without parents. But I guess that also begs the question of if you're in an air, you know, part of the air nomads, if you're born into the air nomads and you don't have airbending skills, do you stay with your parents? Or is that just structure just doesn't exist? I don't know.
0: I'm sure these questions are answered in some art book or something out there if anybody knows of those sources i haven't read them yet but uh i'd be happy to be pointed in the right direction because i'm I'm genuinely curious where do where do airbenders come from like how how does that happen (laughs) so (laughs) with that (laughs) that is the end of the 15th episode of crossroads of destiny thank you all for listening contact for the show facebook.com slash xroads pod or at xroads pod on twitter please consider going over to apple Podcasts giving us a rating, a review, and hitting that subscribe button. Any interactions we get on Apple Podcasts helps boost visibility of the show and grows our audience. If you have feedback and ideas for us that's a little bit more long form than social media, feel free to email us xroadspod at xroadspot at gmail.com or if you'd like to leave us a voicemail that would be really great you can call 3145 yip yip thats nine four seven nine four seven. if you keep it around a minute and give us something interesting to talk about uh we'd love to hear from you so call leave us that voicemail and you could possibly be on the show Melanie, where can people find you online?
1: They can find me at MelanieAmanda44, and that's on Instagram.
0: Okay, and if you want to get in contact with Andrew, just reach out to the show. We'll make sure he sees it. And the best place to contact me directly is on Twitter. That is at Shadada, C-H-A-D-A-D-A-D-A. There's my other podcast, The Cinescope Podcast, where we talk about the movies we love and why we love them. You can find that on Twitter at CinescopePod or TheCinescopePodcast.com. And then there's my other TV related podcast called An American Workplace where we talked about every episode of The Office and you can find that on Twitter at WorkplacePod and WorkplacePodcast.com Show notes and contact information for this podcast can be found at our website xroadspod.com And that is all for this episode. Thank you all once again for listening. We will talk to you in episode 16 when we talk about book 1, chapter 17 The Northern Air Temple. Bye. Bye. Thank you.